Blog Talk Radio. time zones and it's fun for me to say good morning good afternoon and good evening knowing in fact it's afternoon for us but it's nighttime for somebody else around the world so we want to welcome you to another edition of chatting with dr leonard richardson now dr richardson won't be with us today because this is the month where we're wrapping things up to the climax of the centennial celebration and dr richardson is attending a very important meeting. As a matter of fact, it's two important meetings you're going to today that have to do with the centennial activities and events. So he won't be with us today, but we have three educators, Virgin Islanders, who are ladies, who will be with us today, and hopefully we can chit chat with them. And one of them, hopefully, can wear two hats. She was a principal at a school where one of the teachers' name has been used to name the school. Well, I'll tell you more about that as we go into it. But let's go ahead and acknowledge what month is this. Now, this is the month where it's designated as Virgin Islands History Month, but it's also designated as the National Women's Month. So what a fitting way to end the month. What, why not salute, highlight, pay homage to Virgin Island ladies who have been educating Virgin Islanders and others around the world. So today we have four topics, four ladies, four guests. We'll have well, actually three. One is deceased, unfortunately, but her spirit is still alive and she's still making an impression on all of us. I'm talking about Dr. Amasitya Maloon Gibson. I'm talking about Miss Tarika Hodge. And I'm talking about Miss Sarah Watlington Connell O'Connell. And of course, the pioneer of them all would be Miss Ivana Yodora Ken. So let's get going and get things rolling and say hello to our first guest who's Who's calling already? Let's say hello to Miss Taria. Good morning, Taria. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Gibbs, ETN Gibbs, <laughs> and listeners. Great. Good morning. I'm laughing because I'm saying good morning to you as if I haven't seen you for the day. Let's tell our listeners. <laughs> I <we> know. Just, <laughs> let's just tell them we come to the show. Now, tell our audience a little bit about what you do on Saturday mornings, please. Oh, oh, wow. So I have the pleasure. Once again, my name is Taria Hodge, and I am the host of Social Media Saturdays. So I have the pleasure of hosting a online broadcast show called Social Media Saturdays, where I show entrepreneurs, business leaders, professionals, how they could leverage the power of social media in their business. So it's it's a... it's a great pleasure to do the show from the Virgin Islands. And right now we're doing it from the Facebook lives platform. So that has proved to be very interesting and very exciting. And for those of you who are on hand listening and don't know, I drafted Etienne as my co-host. <laughs> we have a lot of fun on Saturday morning yes, before fun. we do the chat with Dr. Richardson show. Yes, that is fun. That is fun. It is. And I thank you again for including me. It is fun for me as well. 
Well, tell the audience a little bit, please, about your background. You are native, daughter of the, of the land, but you've been away for a while, and you're back home now for about, what, six months? Yeah, a little bit more than six months. So I was originally okay. born in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and grew up here all my life and graduated from high school. I'm going to kind of date myself and give my age here. <laughs> graduated from high school back in 1990 and went to the mainland to go to college, you know? And it's so interesting, and I talk about this all the time, because I think as Virgin Islanders or even, I, I, you know, Islanders, you know, we always have a plan to leave, but we never have a plan to come back. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, to return, you know, so it's amazing to me, like I said, oh my gosh, I've lived abroad for 26 years. I can't imagine that I have (laughs) been living, you know, stateside longer than I resided here in the Virgin Islands. So it's always been a focus of mine to come home. And I started the conversation about doing half and half. That's what I like to call it, the half and half where I spend six months on the mainland and then six months here in the Virgin Islands. So it's an absolute joy and a pleasure to be back. Well, that's good. It's a pleasure for me, too, because I didn't know, know a thing about you, did not know what you did, did not know about your website, did not know a thing about you. But the power of social media brought us together. I happened to see something of yours that you were announcing at meet and greet. I said, hmm, that looks interesting. Let me help promote it. And this is something I want our audience to be aware of. The more we can help others and promote others, the more we help ourselves. Don't do it for selfish reasons, but do it for altruistic reasons. And out of my promoting that meet and greet, I happened to find a picture of Taria's father. And although I didn't know Taria, I knew her father. He's about my age, and we, we were buddies when we were kids. And I said, oh, I know that lady's father. I don't know her, but I know her father. And that's how we became friends. What did your dad have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know, daddy was just like, oh, my gosh, where did you find <laughs> from? I haven't seen him in a long time. And I right. always love it because... He does a wonderful job of sharing childhood stories with me. So when Mm -hmm. I told him how I met you, he started to tell me, yes, we grew up together and we played right there (laughs) in Vestagata and General Gata. And, you know, he always takes me out on the, the, the balcony all the time and he points to the area. So my dad has been really, really great at, keeping up with the history and not only keeping up with it, but sharing the history yes. as well. So, and, and it ties back into what I mentioned, you know, as, you know, as a young girl growing up here, you know, sometimes your parents are telling you things and, you know, you kind of have hear it, you hear it with one ear and not <laughs> yes. the other. And yes. you're not really paying attention to all the historical things, you know, that they're sharing with you. But you have no idea, no clue that life would take the turns that life do, and then you're away, and you know more about uh, another country or another uh, another destination more than you do of your own home, you know? So now I'm listening with both ears (laughs) so I can get the history, get the background, share the stories, because I, too, have children as well, you know? So I always want my children, like we're talking about VI history and it being VI history month, it's very important, you know, for me to pass that information on to my children as well. Yes. Well, that's the whole reason why Dr. Richards and I got together and did this show created this show. We've been doing it now for about, what, two years? Two years plus. And we have gathered a lot of content that we want to, well, I don't want to give it all the way right now, but we gathered a lot of content. And you'll hear more about that later on. But in the meanwhile, the, the rich history we have, we, if we don't document it, we will lose it. Some of it was already lost, but hopefully because of the centennial and the centennial awareness, more and more people will start documenting and keeping track of the history. So, we're talking about the history. Let's talk about our future. 
Now, how are you educating and helping people, particularly small business people, deal with their future, secure their future when it comes to business? Mm, I, that's a great question because I come from the space of a online space, online marketing space with the focus on social media. And it's yes. very interesting because social media and, and online marketing is the wave. You know, it's definitely yes. the wave of the future. So even if you have a business and your business is a physical business, you have a brick and mortar business, you definitely want to incorporate social media strategies for your business that would not only allow you to market your business. I think a lot of times people think about, you know, social media and online in the terms of marketing, but it could be a great way for you to provide brand awareness for your business and also an excellent channel to utilize customer support as well. So what I do is I share tips. I share um, areas of opportunities that both online businesses and offline businesses, brick and mortar businesses could use social media. And particularly I'll share something very interesting with you, Etienne. You know, it's particularly interesting when I get in a conversation with people here on the Island as it pertains to social media. So you find that a lot of the younger generation, of course, you know, they get a handle on the social media and they're doing a lot of things on the social media and they're, they're not afraid of it. But when it comes to the older generation, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of timid when it comes to social media. And I could understand some of that shyness comes from seeing all the negative stuff that's out there surrounding social media because, once again, it's all around us. But what I try to do is have them step back and take a look and say, well, hey, you know, as a business tool, this could be one of the greatest assets that you have in your company. So to start to, once again, look for those areas of opportunity with social media and incorporate a strategy into their business, a social media strategy. Wow. And I think that it is a perfect fit that we live here in the Virgin Islands. Our number one industry is tourism, and tourism and the Virgin Islands make a perfect fit for social media. Now, tourists come to the Virgin Islands, and they want to know all they can about our culture. And that's, that's all part of the game. But how do they know about our culture? Well, how do they know about the Virgin Islands? Well, how do they know there's a British Virgin Islands and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Well, most people will go quickly and look it up. Look it up either on Google or on the website or whichever way they, they find out. But when it comes to being a tourist who wants to shop and find where the small businesses are, how do they know where they are? Unless you look into the directory. Now, directory sells services, sells advertisement. But not every small business can afford national or international advertisement. So this is where social media comes in, don't you think? Yes, I, I agree. And, and I share that, you know, all the time. A, a, a simple thing as creating, you know, a Facebook business page for your business. Simple, yeah. you know, as, you know, depending on what you do, that there's so many physical products that I see, creative things that I see, jewelry, I see our vendors. We have a huge entrepreneurial uh, market here with the vendors, okay? Yes. Are you taking yes. pictures of your, your product, okay? Services like Instagram, those are wonderful places for you to showcase, you know, your, your, if you're doing jewelry or whatever it is or clothing that you're selling so people can see it. Because believe me, people are looking. They're on these sites, like you said, are tourists. Before they come to the islands, they're checking things out before they exactly. get there. So it's yes. very important for, for you to establish a presence, you know, on the places where they'll be looking. YouTube with the videos and everything. Do you have videos, tutorial videos that you could share with your clientele on how to use your specific products and services? You know, so it's very, very amazing. And I and I tell people 
I started to look at social media because I didn't, when I started my business, I didn't have a lot of disposable, you know, income to do marketing. And as you know, marketing is very, very crucial. It's the critical, it's the lifeblood of a business, okay? Marketing and sales, okay? And people need to understand that, those two things. Marketing and sales, you have to keep attracting and you have to keep converting, okay? So no matter what it is you do, your business always boils down to those two things, attraction and conversion, okay? And I, and I found that social media gave me the power, and I talk about leveraging, okay? It gave me the leverage that I needed to really grow my business. And so that's why I show other entrepreneurs how to do that, other business owners how to do that as well. Fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm very much an advocate of encouraging small business owners to get on the Internet and promote, 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 promote themselves. Now, they think it's going to cost them a whole heck of a lot of money. No, it doesn't. Most of social media is either free or next to free. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a great place to start, okay? It's a great place to start. Certainly, like I mentioned, there are a lot of things that you could do on there to promote your your business that wouldn't cost you anything but time, okay? That's and right. then as you start to grow, and this is what I usually encourage people to do, as you start to grow and as you start to pick up um, traction, you could leverage those same social media sites through paid advertising because right. most of them have a paid advertising platform. So now you start to leverage those paid advertising platforms to find more of your ideal client, okay? So once Fantastic. again, it all boils down to a strategy and just knowing where you are. And I usually like to say this, start where you are. You know, so if you do have to start doing some things that are free, then um, that's what you do. And if you have it in your budget, then you could set aside money for marketing, define what the budget is, and then determine what sites you want to, you know, target your ideal clients on. And I, I'm hearing a chicken in the back. The chicken's in the background. I'm I know. Every I... single time. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't worry. My, my clients. My clients love it. Every time I get on a call and, and yes. I tell my clients, I don't hear the chickens, you know, until they mention the chickens when I'm on <laughs> your call now. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. that must be what they're hearing. Cause I, yes, yes, I yes. <laughs> well, love it. To take it a step further, a while ago we had the fire department or I don't know who, FEMA, somebody running their sirens. So we can't do anything about that. We, it's just in Nature of the beast. I was just about to say, that's the beauty. That's the beauty, you know, of living here because it's so alive, you know, and that's talking about, yeah, talking about, you know, coming back home and transitioning, you know, returning back home to the Virgin Islands is one of the things that, you know, I'm totally uh, amazed by is just the sound of life. You know, because yes, living, indeed. you know, in Maryland, I don't hear, I don't hear birds chirping. <laughs> I don't hear any of that stuff. You know, I hear the sirens, <laughs> you know, yes. but the islands is full of life and I just absolutely yes. love it. Yes, interesting. Okay. All right. Well, let's see who else is on the line right now. I am waiting to have some other callers call in. So if you haven't called in yet, here's our number, 347 237 Four three seven four. Now there's about three or four other people who are scheduled to call in, and I'm hoping that they will be able to make it. But I don't know where they are right now. So let's continue a little bit with uh, Jaria. Jaria, I hope you don't mind. Am I putting you on the spot like this? No, it's quite all right. I'm I'm just hoping that um, my voice doesn't go. <laughs> But no, I'm quite fine, and I'm, yes, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm loving it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me tell the audience who else we're looking forward to hearing from. Dr. Amicitia Maloon Gibson, known better as Dr. Sita. Dr. Sita is a native daughter of the island. 
and she has done very well for herself. I don't want to give away too much right now until she gets here. And then we also want to talk with Miss Sarah Watlington Hanel. Now, the Watlington family itself, the name Watlington itself, has a legacy all by itself. And she is, Miss Sarah Watlington Pennell is the second child of six born in the Watlington family. And I know that family fairly well because they don't live too far from me on the other side of the hill. And Teria, you live on the western side of the hill. The Watlingtons lived on the eastern side of the hill. And as a youngster, I was all over this hill as my playground. That's how the interesting thing about living in the Virgin Islands. We may not have front yards or backyards, but we have the whole neighborhood to play in, at least when we were kids. And now, we, as I was saying, we were waiting for Miss Connell to come in. And she also is, well, she's been a principal teacher in a whole lot of things, too. But she's also the lady who was a principal of a school who was of a teacher whose school's name up. Um, I'm getting it all stirred backwards because I'm so excited. <laughs> Ms. Cano, Mrs. Cano was a principal, she's retired now, at a school that is named after another Virgin Island teacher we want to pay homage to. I'm talking about Ms. Ivana Eudora Ken, who was not too far apart a neighbor of Ms. Cano. So hopefully we get into all that as we continue. Uh, Dr. Sita, I know, is on the road today, and she promises to call in. But as you know, when you're on the road traveling on the highway, sometimes you get good reception, sometimes you don't. So let's hope that that goes through. And Dr. Richardson, we miss you. We also miss today another regular who calls in and shares with us, Ms. Val Sims, Ms. Valerie Sims. She's the author of... Vintage VI, a blog and website that she has put together of historical pictures of the Virgin Islands. And many times out of, uh, out of 100, she would be able to tell us a little bit more about the picture because her, I believe it's her grandfather, who may have called in, or not called in, who may have um, provided the pictures that, that she's now using today in her blog. So, Val, if you're listening and you want to call in, please do. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you and have learn to hear what you have to offer. But in the meanwhile, you, uh, Taria, <laughs> let's go back to you and, and tell us, what is it that you wanted to teach our Virgin Islanders more than anything else? Particularly when you, you and Dr. Cedar get together, you want to do something special for Virgin Islanders. Well, once again... It, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. After all, it's home. Yes. Okay. And and I think being away, in my in my opinion, being away for as long as I have, I have the ap- ap- ability to see things from a different perspective. Exactly. So it's it's interesting how you know they always say that you're on the outside looking in I could stay from the outside and I could see you know all of the wonderful areas of opportunity for growth here in the Virgin Islands you know so I'm always intrigued I'm reading I'm, I'm catching up on the political climate that's going on here a lot of interesting things I'm paying yes. attention to the small business community here in the Virgin Islands, too, and how things are being done. And I love being able to share a fresh perspective, things that, that people may not have even considered, you know, a, a, a different way of doing things, or maybe they have thought about it, but they didn't know exactly how to go about doing it. And so that's my, to me, it's like my big give back, and that's what I want to do. <laughs> You know, yes. be able to come can come back and contribute to the community because I think the conversation is, you know, is such a big conversation, and I say it all the time. We have an exit strategy. We always have a plan for leaving, you know. You should leave, and this is what you need to do when you go away, but nobody really talks, rarely talks about the plan for coming back. 
And I know for that's me right. it was very exciting because I've always wanted to come back. So that's the thing. I've always wanted to come back. And I didn't want to to come back on terms that were less than my terms. So I think that that's very important, too. So I didn't want to be forced into um, a, a situation where I come back and I feel totally miserable. So from the very beginning, I started to structure my business in such a way that would allow me to work from anywhere, practically anywhere. And once again, those are the strategies, you know, that I'm hoping to share with, you know, our business leaders here, business professionals, that they need to start putting systems, they need to start putting things in place, leverage, you know, um, online solutions if they haven't started already that would allow them to have that freedom in their business as well. That's a very good point that you brought up. We have so many of our local native brothers, sisters, daughters, you name it, moving away. We don't have a plan for them to move back home. Social media is an excellent way to do that. You're living proof of that. You're in St. Thomas. Put your business back in the States or around the world, wherever it is, it's still in existence. You didn't have to shut down, close up, and come to the Virgin Islands. Your business is still in existence. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. 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 It was very important for me to build, build a business in such a way that it would suit my lifestyle, you know? Great. And, I didn't be, and I didn't believe that I had to wait until the business got to a certain point. And I think that that's another mistake sometimes that we make, you know? We kind of put things off and we say, oh, I can't do this until this, or when I get to a certain level, then I'm going to do this. From the very beginning, I started to put, you know, certain things in place that would allow me, like I said, that once again, that freedom, you know, to go back and forth. So now that I'm here, I'm loving it. You know, the, <laughs> the only thing that's changed for me is the weather. Yes. <laughs> and that's in a yes. good way. <laughs> yes. Interesting. It's a whole lot nicer. It's a whole lot nicer here this time of year. <laughs> yes. Well, I just got word from Dr. Cedar, and uh, what I was afraid would happen did happen. She is having poor telephone reception. Uh, she gets on the line and it breaks up. She gets on and it breaks up. She gets on and it breaks oh, up. Wow. So she's going to postpone this because, as I said, she's traveling and cannot get a clear signal. That's the problem with technology. As we said earlier today, technology is wonderful when it works. It doesn't always work, but we have to come up with plan B or plan C or plan D. So Dr. Cedar's not here, but we'll at least mention some things about her. And Taria, I will ask you then to share with us what's, what history you know about Dr. Cedar so that our audience can learn more about her, please. Oh my gosh! I would I would love to first say Dr. Cedar is totally amazing. That could take a whole bit, right? I had yes, I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Cedar. I think it's about four years now. One, one second, and, one second, one second. Okay. I don't know if you heard that or not, but it was a plane that just left the airport flew directly over my house and I couldn't even hear myself speak. So, <laughs> I know the interesting thing wow. about the Virgin Islands, the planes do fly over our houses close by at <laughs> low level. Uh, All right, go I right ahead. Uh, I, I was just about to say for our listening audience, we actually live close by into in the same neighborhood. So as yes. it was passing your house, it just came over <laughs> my house as my house as well. So I had to go on mute as well. Okay. Yes. So yes, yes. yes I, I was sharing with you. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Sita. I think it's a it's been about four years now, and Dr. Sita. Wow is the owner of Inspire Lee Grow Academy. 
and she has a wonderful initiative to develop leaders. So she's amazing, very, very amazing, and just an absolute joy to work with. Great. Now, I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Cedar the first time at the meet and greet last month. And what I do remember is Dr. Cedar grew up where I initially grew up. Until I was about eight years old, I lived at Lincoln School Steps. I called it Lincoln School Steps because that's what it used to be called. Now we're talking about what is now the old J. Antonio Jarvis School of those steps. There's quite a history of families living there. Dr. Heath family lived there. The Marones family lived there. Richard and Rudolph Marone, my god brothers, because their mother was my godmother. And there were a few other people not too far away on the next, I guess you would say gutter coming down, would be Mrs. Proudfoot who was there. She's the first social worker in the Virgin Islands. We have quite a rich history of families, of culture, of people, you name it. And everyone loves and cares about each other and gives back. Now, Dr. Sita comes from the Maloon family, and her father has quite a history that I don't know if you know much about it, uh, Turia. Do you know about her father? No, I'm not familiar with her dad, no. Okay. I know very little about him, but what little I'll share with the audience. He was a police officer, and I sometimes get him confused with Officer Malone. But these were pioneer, pioneering officers. One rode a motorcycle, and one was a photographer. I think Dr. Cedar's father was a photographer, and uh, Officer Malone rode the tricycle motorcycle, a motorcycle with a big, I I don't know, cart in the back. It was a three-wheeler. So if I get them confused, I do apologize. But Dr. Cedar's father, as a photographer, he was there for every event that had to do with a crime, crime or no crime or potential crime. He had to document it. Not only that, but as a youngster, everywhere my mother went, Guess who went? She dragged me along with her. So I got to know a lot of the older folks who lived in that neighborhood around Lincoln School Steps. And who was there was a lady named Miss Ida. Miss Ida lived at the bottom of the steps facing the main road. I don't know the name of that road that goes right from the waterfront right up to Lincoln School Steps. Do you remember that name, uh, Taria? I see no. now you're you're you're, ch- you're challenging me. <laughs> of course, I think it's no, a Robert. It's been a long, long, Robert, it's been a long, long time though. No, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Richardson was there. He would he would spit it out in a heartbeat. But nevertheless, uh, Miss Ida used to live in that very first year, and I think her husband too was also a police officer. So nevertheless, I knew of that neighborhood. I knew of it, but uh, again. I was eight years old or less or younger when I lived in that neighborhood, and my mom took me all over there. But at the age of eight, my mom got a job here in Synagogue Hill, and that's where I grew up in Synagogue Hill until I went to high school in New York. Now, like, like you, she, I was going to say, Shatila, Sharia, like you, I was fortunate enough to go away to, to school. I went to high school in New York, and when I came home, my eyes were open to a different world. Yes, the Virgin Islands did change somewhat. I came home to CVI, not UVI. It was the early days of CVI. And luckily for me, I had a good family, friend of the family, doctor, not doctor, but uh, Father Barter, Ken Barter, who invited me to come out to California for my second year of college. Those experiences really opened my eyes in more ways than one. But uh, let's get back to <laughs> Miss Ida. Miss Ida was a lady who knew just about everybody in the neighborhood. I don't know what she did as a young lady, but one of the things that I have heard Dr. Cedar said, she, Dr. Cedar, visited Miss Ida quite a lot. And Miss Ida had lots of stories to, to pass on. And 
Now, Casita herself was a recipient of one of the candies. Every time you walk by one of these older ladies, they would always give you a penny or a nickel. Hey, go get yourself some candy. <laughs> That's what she did. I was one of those recipients there, too. Yes. Well, I'm looking at uh, our SUS board, and I'm encouraging our listening audience to give us a call, 347-237-4374. And if you're able to call in, fine. If you're not, make a note of it. You can always call us next week or next time we're on the air. But one of the things I would like to share with our audience is the power of the Internet, the power of uh, social media. I've mentioned this before, and I'd like to take a look at where does our talk show go? We talk to each other right here on this show, but there are listeners who are listening from around the world. Let me share some of those with you today, please. We have listeners who are calling, not calling in, but listening from Australia. Imagine that. They're, call, they're listening from the Philippines. How do I know this? Because our show and the technology of our show will document every time somebody switches or clicks on our, our, our website URL, the, the link to the website, it will reflect in our statistics. So in addition to the Philippines, we have people in Japan listening in to us. We have people in France, in, the, in England, Ireland, Norway, and of course, I'm sure it would include Denmark as well, of course. But what was interesting to me, we have folks in South America, Brazil, listening to us. In Mexico, listening to us. How many people? I don't really know at this point, but they are listening. And hopefully within the next six months or so, we'll have a tally of all the number of people who have listened to us. So instant feedback, yes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But social media allows us to tell the Virgin Islands to expand our our means of reaching reaching out. So let's see now. We have been um, and talking just you, a I, I just yeah, I just wanted to jump in and I wanted to yeah. just expand a little bit on that sure. point because sometimes when you talk about social media, people sometimes tend to just keep the narrow focus to the yes. main platforms or, or the, I shouldn't say the main platforms because that's not true, but the most popular ones that they hear all the time, such as the Facebook and the Twitter. Okay. But being here on the show, blog talk radio, this is another social media platform as well. Yes. Okay. And going back to what I shared earlier for business owners, if you are out there and you're looking to get more exposure, just take a look at or, you know, listen to what you just shared. You could potentially be, you know, business owner, you know, and you have a platform like this, whether you're being interviewed or you're hosting the interviews, okay, and people all over the world have the opportunity to hear about your business exposure. And what do you, and what do you think is going to happen when people travel? Okay. And cause I do it all the time, you know, I travel and even if it's a commercial on TV that I saw and we're talking about this one particular establishment, when I go to that area, then that's the first thing I want to do. Let me go out here and let me check this out. Oh, I saw this. Let me go and see what that is all about. So once again, it's just about leveraging the power of social media because you have no idea who's looking, when they're looking, and how far your reach can extend. Exactly, exactly. And particularly when we have some of those folks who might decide to get on a plane or get on a on a ship and come to the personnel as a tourist. And when they come here, they, you, you better believe that they come prepared to know what is and isn't here on the island. And if they use social media, nine times out of ten, they'll find a place that the other tourists who did not use social media does not know about or do not know about. So social media gives them, gives tourists, 
the advantage of finding where they want to be once they get to the Virgin Islands. And I can't say it enough for local vendors. You need to be in social media so that the tourists know who you are. I see a lot of small vendors right there in vendors, uh, what's it called, vendors market? Place? Vendors Plaza, yeah, Vendors Plaza. Plaza. Plaza, thank you, thank you, Vendors Plaza, who provide a lot of good services. But I don't know where they would promote themselves. <clears throat> I don't know how tourists know about them unless they happen to walk up and bump into it. Now, tourists would like to know in advance what's there so they can participate in it. And that's what I'm stressing. I'm stressing. But before I get carried away about tourism and, and using media, let's talk a little bit more about our other teacher and educator. I was hoping she would call him, but we have not heard from her yet. So I'm talking about Mrs. Sarah Waddington Connell. I'm not quite certain the pronunciation. Connell or Connell? Either one. <laughs> but this lady is amazing. I see her every Sunday in church when I'm there. She is the choir director at St. Peter and Paul Church. But quite a history of sharing and of giving. Now, Miss, I'm going to call her Sarah for short. I'm sure she doesn't mind that. She is a St. Thomas-born native of the family, Waddington family. Arturo Waddington and Elisa Waddington, her parents. Now, Sarah was educated in St. Peter and Paul School all the way through. From, I don't know, kindergarten? Yes, kindergarten through 12th grade. And after that, Sarah attended the St. Scholastica Catholic College in Duluth, Minnesota, where she obtained a BS degree. And then went on to get her MS degree at New York University, of course, in New York. Now, she continued taking courses over the years until a further degree developed. Some of the, her work experience included, listen to this, how she has given back to the community. This is what amazes me. She was a teacher at Charlotte Molly High School. She was a teacher at Ivana Udura Ken High School. She was a teacher in the adult night school program at the Department of Labor. She was assistant principal at Ivana Udura Ken High School and eventually graduated, graduated, that's not the proper word, but but eventually uh, went on to become the principal at, at Ivana Udura Ken. She became principal at St. Peter and Paul School, her alma mater, and became an educational specialist with the Department of Labor. Now, is this lady giving back and giving back and giving back? Wow, interesting. In addition to all that, Sarah has, for a long time, maintained a relationship with her lifelong friend, Mrs. Winifred Garfield. And the, together, the two of them own and operate and have ran for 28 years a preschool and a kindergarten program. Interesting. Now, her interest has always been working with young people, and it shows. And she, she's always attempted to improve their future, whatever means possible. Now, in addition to all that, although she's retired and is the choir director, she's also the public relations officer of the Long Path slash Garden Street Association Community Center, close to where she grew up. And not too far from where our, I guess you could say her mentor, Miss Ivana Udurakan lived. One lived in High Road, the other one lived in Long Path. Two roads that are parallel to each other, although they, they curve, nevertheless, within walking distance of each other. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Wow. Takes my breath away every time I, I look at that and listen to that and realize our folks have a lot to offer and continue to offer. Now, Jaria, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our second, our next guest, the one who okay. is our, our pioneer. Miss Ken, for whom the school is named, has been an educator. Listen to this number. In fact, let me ask you, how long do you think she's been an educator? How long have you, do you think she's been teaching? 
Uh, yes. Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess and say what fifty years. Oh, very close, very close, fifty-two years. Very close, fifty-two. See, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yes, she's had a career of teaching for fifty-two years, and she was teaching where um, what was called the Hospital Gada School. Ah, before it became Lincoln School, it was known as Hospital. Gada School. And that's the street I was looking, I was asking you about. It's probably called Hospital Gada, the street name that I was looking for when I put you on the spot, Taria. (laughs) 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 The school was the Hospital Gada School, became the Abraham Lincoln School, then it became the J. Antonio Jarvis Elementary School. Now, carrying on with Miss Ken, Miss Ken later became the principal of the Vesta Gada School now known as Jane E. Tewitt Elementary School in your neighborhood. Wow. The George Washington School, now today is known as the Evelyn E. Maselli Elementary School. Have you noticed a trend taking place there, Taria? Well, well share with me the trend. I think I got okay. it. Well, okay, share with the me trend the is trend. basically the schools are named after American educators, but I don't know the history, and again, Dr. Richardson would fill, probably fill us in on this, but the history okay. is the school's names have been changed to local educators. Yes, yes. And one of those educators are local as people. Should, as it should be. Yes, in, in a yes. great In a great way to honor them, because like I said, it's all about history, and, I, and I've yes. heard you know, um, about Mrs. Ken, you know, all my life. So that's why when yes. I, I took the guess at 50, you know, yes. I just kind of did some deductive reasoning here. <laughs> you know, I took a look at my age, you know, and I was just like, wait a minute, you know. Okay. But um, I wanted to just chime in and say that's the great thing about, you know, our culture and our yes. community being as tight-knit as our community is because you would find even though um, you, you, you have and we call them educators and not teachers, right? Because they educate right. in, a, in a holistic fashion. So even though yes. they might do their, their term technical-wise, how much years they have to put in, they're still, you know, statures in our community and people look up to them you know, exactly. in, in that manner. So they still go on and they share from different platforms. And like I said, that's a household name, Ms. Ken, household name that I have grown up hearing all my life. And maybe it's because my dad, too, you know, was an educator as well. You know, so I'm very, very familiar. But I did start, to, and that's what I was going to say. I, still, I did notice the trend now that, you know, more and more things, not just the schools, but more and more buildings in the Virgin Islands are taking on the names of our local heroes and sheroes. Right. And I think that that's exactly. absolutely beautiful and a way yes. to, once again, keep our history alive. So alive, I love it. yes. Now, the can name is very well-known name because it is, Known in business. I don't know the history, but Oval Ken was an educator at UVI. I think that's the same family. And their parent or relative, I don't know who, was also ran an insurance company. And I believe my godmother, my nanny, Nanny Lindo, who used to own La Gracia's store, I remember her mentioning Oval Ken. I believe that's the name she used. I'm going way, way back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. So if I'm, I don't hit it on the target, please forgive me. But the Ken ran an insurance company, and I do know that. And I think that is the same family. When you say Ken, I think they're all related one way or another. But as you can see, education played a very, very big role in, in their upbringing. Now, sadly to say, our beloved educator, Miss. Ivana Yodora Ken passed from this world in February 27 of 1979. But she has left a legacy that is behind that we can all benefit from. So we've covered basically all four ladies today who are 
daughters of the land, who are native Virgin Islanders, who are educators, have been educators. And I guess why I'll, I'll say put it in the present, they may have started their careers as a teacher slash educator, but they will remain educators throughout their life. Now let's take a little sidebar for a moment. This, um, oh my gosh, now my name is just Ruth E. Thomas. Miss Ruth Thomas. Now she's another legacy. We will one day invite her to be a guest on our show. Miss Thomas has <coughs> this Concrine. I'm, I'm, I'm getting choked up now when I say Miss Concrine. Miss Concrine was one of those educators who taught from the old school. Not only does she teach, but she uses her body to 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 pattern the way one should speak, one should interact, one should promote themselves. And we used to laugh, or I used to hear the children, the students laughing, when Miss Concrime would overemphasize the pronunciation of the TH sound or emphasize the proper way to say something. Mrs. Concrime was teaching, not in the classroom, but just in life. And I was fortunate enough in my second year of, of, of college when I came back home, I had the pleasure of working on the Mrs. Conkrine because I was sent to, to Wayne Aspinall to work as a substitute teacher, and Mrs. Conkrine was my mentor, unofficial mentor, because every day I had to go to her, what do we need to do today? What would you like me to do? And she would give me not only the highlights of what to do, but she would show me, take time out to show me what she would like to have done and how it would help the students. I couldn't have asked for better influence to become a teacher. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of teaching online, teaching in the classroom, teaching in writing. And I didn't plan to become a teacher. I went on to college to become a social worker, but nevertheless, it all falls together, it all blends together. Wow. Folks, again, I want to let you know, number is 347-237-4374. Make a note of that. Write it down. Put it in your refrigerator. Put it on your mirror so that you can call in sometime and bring us your comments. We'll love to interact with you. Also, keep in mind that we are here every Saturday except for next Saturday. Now, next Saturday is the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. We're not going to play April Fool's joke on you. What we are going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to be here, but after today that Rotary Club is having its triathlon at Megan's Bay. I will be spending some time with the Rotary Club, more specifically the club I belong to, Rotary Sunrise Club, in carrying out, helping them with their triathlon. It's when the youngsters will be riding their bicycles, running a race, and swimming all back to back. So next Saturday, we will not be here, but I'm sure you could bear with us. We'll be back the following Saturday. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and wrap things up. And Jerea, do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? Yes. yes I, um, I always want to say thank you, um, Etienne, for hosting a platform like this. I think your show is incredible. Um, you. What you're doing with the show, I just absolutely love love it because it, it showcases the history, you know, of yes. the Virgin Islands. It, it showcases, you know, the, the, the pillars in our community. So some, and, and I said this the last time I was on the show, sometimes you hear these names, you know, these big names in the Virgin mm-hmm. Islands. The Bushelties, and you have no idea the history behind right. the name. So exactly. I just love the fact that you and Dr. Richardson, you both have a platform like this that will not only educate people who aren't familiar with the Virgin Islands, people who are listening in from other countries, but yes. people who are here in the Virgin Islands who may not know and not be familiar as well. So just keep up the good work. I love it. Thank you very much. Now, I have to say, 
the reason why the show is called Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson is this gentleman is my admiration. I have not much respect or admiration for him. We used to tease him when we were youngsters because he lived not too far from the same neighborhood where I grew up with your dad and the rest of us. And as we would, I've mentioned this several times before, as we would invite Dr. Richardson to come join us and go and do boy things around the neighborhood, climb trees, eat mangoes, uh, pick canaps, whatever it is we were doing. Dr. Richardson you mean girls never did those things? Girls didn't do those things? I said girls didn't do those things. You said do boy things. Girls girls didn't do those things. (laughs) (laughs) We were into the guy thing at that that time. But Dr. Richardson didn't participate with that. And we all often wonder why. Because he was across the street from his house at the Enid Law Library. He dove into books. And the books and the information he got from those books he is now a walking encyclopedia, as we used to call him. Even when he was a youngster, we used to call him a walking encyclopedia. And that was done and said with humility and admiration for him. Because today, Dr. Richardson has all that information that he can tell you in a heartbeat. I wish I could. I've been away too long to, to, to tell you the full history. But at the same time, I can point you in the right direction. Dr. Richardson can take it from there. So, folks, this show is for you. We would love to hear from you. We encourage you to call in, share your comments, share your questions. When Dr. Richardson is here, he'll give you the full answer. When I'm here by myself, I'll point you in the right direction where you can get some more information if I don't have all the answers myself. Nine times out of ten, I probably won't. But nevertheless, we thank you for being with us today. Jaria, you are to be commended for spending the whole show with us today. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We oh, no, I love it. Well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. We thank Dr. Gibson, Dr. Tita Maloon Gibson, for making the effort to be with us today. Sorry she had technical difficulties with her phone, not being able to call out or the call line kept dropping. But nevertheless, we're here. We'll be here just about every Saturday, one way or another. If you have ideas, if you have suggestions, if you have plans that you would like to have mentioned on our show, by all means, call us. If you have an idea that you would like to see something else being done or said, by all means, call us. We're here. This is a community's talk show. It's for the Virgin Islanders, those who live at home, as well as those who live abroad. Now, you'll find us on Facebook. Not a... Dr. Richardson, Chairman Dr. Richardson page, but you'll find us promoting us cells on different groups throughout, throughout Facebook. Wow, I'm so excited that we've had this show. But nevertheless, folks, we thank you. We thank you. Jaria, I can't thank you enough. And folks, this is for you. See you next the week after next week, because next week, April Fool's Day, April 1st, I won't be here. Dr. Richard won't be here. But we'll see you the following week. So take care, Sharia. Have a pleasant day. We'll see you around. And take care, everyone. And you as well. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. I will. Now, Stanley and the Tansley this night will take us out. There we go. Now that it's all turned